Today, Joe Biden rejects accusations that his memory is in decline. Russia bars an anti-war candidate from running for president. And a coup investigation closes in on Brazil's ex-president Bolsonaro. From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Friday the 9th of February 2024. US President Joe Biden, in a speech on Thursday night, forcefully denied accusations of poor memory and mental acuity after a series of gaffes and the release of a potentially damaging report into his handling of classified documents. Department of Justice Special Counsel Robert Hur had carried out a 15-month investigation into Biden's handling of documents since leaving the post of vice president in 2017. The report states the investigation uncovered evidence that President Biden willfully retained and disclosed classified materials after his vice presidency when he was a private citizen. However, it adds that the evidence does not establish Mr Biden's guilt beyond a reasonable doubt, and therefore charges should not be brought against the president, who fully cooperated with the investigation. It draws a sharp contrast with former President Donald Trump, who, quote, allegedly did the opposite and is facing charges. However, perhaps more damaging to 81-year-old Biden is the fact that the report says his memory appears to have significant limitations. And in the course of his interview with the special counsel, he's said to have forgotten the dates he was vice president and did not remember even within several years when his son Beau died. It additionally described Biden as appearing to be a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. In his press conference following the report's release, Biden pushed back against this. I know there's some attention paid to some language in the report about my recollection of events. There's even reference that I don't remember when my son died. How in the hell dare he raise that? Frankly, when I was asked the question, I thought to myself, it wasn't any of their damn business. Let me tell you something. Some of you have commented, I wear since the day he died, every single day, the rosary he got from Our Lady of... Every Memorial Day, we hold a service remembering him, attending by friends and family and the people who loved him. I don't need anyone, I don't need anyone to remind me when he passed away or passed away. It was followed by some, at times, heated exchanges with reporters. For months when you were asked about your age, you would respond with the words, watch me. Watch Many me. American people have been watching and they have expressed concerns about your age. That is they, your judgment. They, that is your is judgment. That is not the judgment concerns. of the press. I did not share classified information. I did not share it. With your ghostwriter. With my ghostwriter. I did not. Guarantee you did not. When what the, the Well, no, he did not say that. Okay. He did not say that. But, well, let, let me answer your question. All this comes after two incidents in which Biden appeared to mix up the names of foreign leaders. He referred to French President Emmanuel Macron as Francois Mitterrand, who died in 1996, and spoke about Helmut Kohl instead of former German Chancellor Angela Merkel. Even more awkward for Biden is that in Thursday's press conference, where he defended his memory and mental acuity, he spoke about Egyptian President Sisi, but described him as the President of Mexico. A new NBC News poll found that 76% of voters had major or moderate concerns as to whether Biden has the necessary mental and physical health to be a president for a second term. 
Whatever your own judgment on this, it's clear that the topic is on voters' minds going into the election. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. A Russian anti-war presidential candidate has been barred from running in the March election by the country's Central Election Commission. Authorities rejected the candidacy of Boris Nadizhdin, who has been relatively critical of Putin's war in Ukraine, claiming more than 15% of the signatures supporting his bid were flawed. Nadizhdin has said that he will appeal to the Russian Supreme Court after his initial challenge to the commission was rejected. On Thursday in Moscow, election officials said the flaws meant that Nadizhdin, who is 60, had failed to gather the 100,000 authenticated signatures needed to become a candidate. They also claimed some of Nadizhdin's signatures were from dead people. In response, Nadizhdin said that he had collected more than 200,000 signatures across Russia openly and honestly, and that participating in the 2024 presidential election was the most important political decision of his life. He also asked his supporters to keep their faith despite what appears to be an irreversible setback. Vladimir Putin, meanwhile, claims to have collected more than 3.5 million signatures already. He's chosen to run as an independent candidate rather than as a candidate of the ruling United Russia Party and is expected to win easily in March. Nadizhdin has made numerous appearances on state-owned television since Putin's invasion of Ukraine, in which he's spoken out against the war. In the 1990s, he worked as an advisor for Boris Nemtsov, a critic of Putin who was assassinated near the Kremlin in 2015. However, he also has ties to Sergei Kirienko, a key Putin political overseer. The Kremlin, which hadn't previously considered Nadizhdin to be a serious rival to Putin, welcomed the CEC's decision, saying it was in line with all relevant rules. Now over to the elections in Pakistan, where candidates backed by the party of jailed former Prime Minister Imran Khan appeared to be leading the race while results are still coming through. At the time of writing, Khan's PTI party maintains a significant lead ahead of the military-backed favourite Nawaz Sharif. Pakistan's military, essentially the main power broker in the country, has been accused of using every trick to sideline Khan. The military cracked down on his supporters and jailed a number of the party's leaders. The PTI's candidates effectively had to run as independents. Its famous cricket bat logo was banned, there was a suspension of cell phone networks on election day, exit polls were banned, and the PTI said that their agents were barred from monitoring polling stations. As a result, there's been serious questions surrounding the credibility of the election results. Khan, in recent weeks, received prison sentences totaling 31 years for corruption, for leaking state secrets and having an un-Islamic marriage. Yet, Khan's popularity remains strong, especially among younger voters. After Khan's recent imprisonment, Nawaz Sharif, the preferred candidate of the military, was predicted to win by a landslide. Despite the military bringing down Sharif in the past, the military recently allowed the exiled former prime minister to return, wiped his corruption conviction and his lifetime ban from politics. Even though the full results have not yet been announced, Sharif's daughter has said that he's preparing for his victory speech. In other news, former Brazilian president Jair Bolsonaro has surrendered his passport to authorities amid an investigation into an alleged coup involving the storming of Brazil's Congress by his supporters in January 2023. 
Police also search the homes and offices of some of his top aides as the investigation ramps up. It's alleged, according to police and Supreme Court documents, that Bolsonaro and his allies plotted to overturn the results of the 2022 election and prevent his leftist rival, Luis Inácio Lula da Silva, from taking office. By claiming electoral fraud, detaining a Supreme Court justice and, with military backing, forcing new elections. Bolsonaro denies any wrongdoing and says, I left the government more than a year ago and I continue to suffer relentless persecution. He has already been banned from running for office for eight years for spreading election falsehoods and faces other criminal investigations that could result in jail time. And finally, in some uplifting news, the UK-based Jet Laboratory has reached a significant milestone towards the development of nuclear fusion technology, setting a new world record for energy output in its final experiment after more than 40 years of fusion research. The experimental fusion reactor generated 69 megajoules of energy over 5 seconds from just 0.2 milligrams of fuel, which, while not a lot of energy in the grand scheme of things, is still a record for the process and an important milestone. Nuclear fusion is the process that powers stars, and scientists hope that one day, still a long way from now, it will power a green energy revolution, providing near-limitless energy without carbon emissions. You might remember that at the end of last year, we released a physical newspaper where we summarised all the biggest events from 2023 and predicted what was set to come in 2024. Well, if you haven't yet grabbed a copy, then you can purchase one for just £5.99. Or if you prefer a digital version, then we're now selling those for only £3.99. When selling too long the first time round, we intentionally put a couple of hundred copies of the paper into storage so that we could handle any issues with shipping or refunds. But now that we've successfully completed almost all orders, we thought we might as well sell those reserve issues, hence this very limited time sale. So if you want to support TLDR and grab a copy, then head over to our website. Thanks so much.